Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. What's weird? It's nine, mm-hmm. and we're start like nine twenty one, and we're starting. Well, that's because the kids aren't here. The kids are not here. The kids are gone. You, because you went down to Texas last weekend. Mm. Hi, this is Apocalypse Now. I'm Tim. I'm Dustin. And last week we were off because Dustin was down in Texas, and I was down in Wichita for my parents' seventieth right. wedding anniversary. Yes, and because uh, that's where I'm moving, I'm moving to Texas, not. Shortly, children are already gone. Yeah, it's already there. Um, you know what also happened last weekend? Hmm. The one night stand. Yes. Right, and it's the first one I think that I have missed. Yeah. Since like 2006, something like that. Um, so the one night stand is one of the oldest timed film competitions in the country. Mm-hmm. And Kansas City basically invented the timed film competition. Well, you've heard let the, anybody tell you any different? Uh, you've heard of the forty-eight hour film festival, the twenty-four hour. We do it in ten mm-hmm. here, and um, have been doing it in ten since hours since we created the festival. And uh, basically, so when people sit there and go, "Oh, the forty-eight hour, forty-eight hour film festival is so hard," we're like, <laughs> "Whatever, <laughs> right?" Uh, and it's like we've worked some for, we've. Worked on some 48-hour film, festival films before, and it's always been like, wow, you have time. This is weird. I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> this is crazy. We wrote it, we wrote it last night, <laughs> and we're going to shoot it tomorrow, and then we have to turn it in the next day? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's a really fun competition, and yeah, this was the last couple of years we've incorporated your kids, right. because um, they've been in kind of... Uh, excited to play in them, and yeah. uh, last year, uh, our, our film last year was popular with a lot of people, right. um, and we won and things. So this year we did not. So we did. You weren't here, and the, the team I was on was basically a David Barry tribute team. Uh huh. Bunch of uh, our friend, our, our, our late lamented uh, friend David, who died a couple months ago. Uh, this was the first one night stand film he's missed mm-hmm. uh, since. He started making films. There was always something about a David Berry team. It was always just a big fun exercise in right. silliness and playing all day. And some years it paid off, and some years it didn't. This year it did not pay off in the sense of winning anything. We had a great time. Basically, uh, uh, our friend Jason Miller, who's an actor, uh, played the cop. And he had a new partner. His previous partner was killed. His new partner was a fairy. Oh. So it's, it's Slutterbell. So, yeah. And um, Ariba Bell, uh, who's in Statement of Randall Carter with us, um, played the police chief. Of course, he was a shouty police chief. They always have to be. And I got to play an a, a, a obnoxious cop who does not like the character. My line was, well, at least if you get this one killed, all you have to do is... <laughs> Which, for those of you who got the joke listening to this, congratulations. You are familiar with a very important piece of pop culture. For those of you who didn't, so Peter Pan has mm-hmm. a buddy called Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. And when Tinkerbell is mortally wounded, I hate to, I, this is, I had to explain this to people on set. 
and I was like, Brian Boy, Brian Boy, he has daughters, he has he has children of his own, and I'm like, because you have to clap to bring the fairy back to yeah. life, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm like, who are you? How did you? Never mind. How did you survive? Let's say it's Brian Boy. It is Brian know. Boy. So um, don't don't forget to tell you you won an Emmy. Um, yeah, <laughs> or two actually. But anyway. Whatever. Uh, we so, won an Emmy. So we had a great time. We had an absolute. <laughs> we did. This is true. Uh, we had an absolutely great time, and we didn't win, but we had a lot. We played, and we had a lot of fun. We mm-hmm. laughed a lot. It was a good night, and and we had a lot of fun. And it's it was felt very strange not having you there. Yeah. Of course, if you had been there, you and I would have had our own team, right? And we probably would have won because right. last year we were like, we got this funny idea, and we did it, and everyone was like. This is hysterical. Like, well, of course it is. So, but well, I don't know if I don't. I don't know if we would have. I don't know if we would have had our own team. I would have wanted to participate in. That's true. That's Dave true. Barry we had a team. And... It was. We had a lot of. We had a lot of fun. So that's how we spent the weekend. Obviously, not recording Zompocalypse now, but it was well, okay that we took a break then. Yeah. Because we had a gap. And now, Fear the Walking Dead is back. Right. And yes, it's very strange because normally at this point you're putting the kids to bed. Right. And we're and I'm I'm not tired and you know <laughs> I like you know yeah we this is crazy to be like awake not lying here on the couch like about to fall asleep <sighs> but yeah so last weekend I got up on Friday morning mm-hmm. and drove the kids down uh, halfway mm-hmm. to my uncle's house right. And we stopped and swam in their pool and stuff, and that was great. And then we uh, went to rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, and we, we <laughs> it was this uh, um, this street dance mm-hmm. at the Ace Hardware in the parking lot sure. of the Ace Hardware, like you do. And uh, my little my niece was her little five year old cheerleading squad was going to be like doing some cheers there. Oh, okay. And so we all decided to go down there, and and uh, and I'm standing there. We get a snow cone, mm-hmm. and we're standing there. And some a friend of mine posted on Instagram this picture of First Fridays, and it's just like wall to wall people. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm looking there, standing there, looking at this picture. And my dad comes walking up, and he goes, "They don't do stuff like this in Kansas City, do they?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No." No, they don't do anything like this in Kansas City. <laughs> and uh, the band, it was a live band, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So they, were play, they would play like a cover and they'd play an original song. And the, their original songs were terrible. And one of them, there was a line that was, I'll love you until construction is done on I-35. Which... Okay, at no point is there ever... <laughs> I-35 should never be featured in song or poetry right. or anything and should never but be combined with that's love. Just a, that's just an <laughs> example of how terrible this music oh, was. Oh, God. So me and my sister are standing there and like, like you know, I can't believe we live here again or we're going to be living here again. And Trinaya comes walking up and she's like, is this it? Like, is this is this what we're doing tonight? And I was like, yep. And she just had this look on her face, just just like, oh no, what have we gotten ourselves into? And I caught it. I got a picture of it, and it was great. And I think I put it on Facebook. Uh. So then, yeah, then I got up on Sunday and drove. Actually, um, I got back to Kansas City at around eight thirty. On Sunday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So I could have, I could have called you, and we could have. No, I was, I was driving back. Um, I, I yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was our weekend, but we're back, and it's Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead is also back. The back is back, baby. And, um, I'm not sure how I feel about I, tonight's episode. You know what? <laughs> I just don't I, know. I'm gonna just go ahead and say I liked it. I yeah. Sure. I mean, there's, there's a lot of it I liked, but there's also moments like. That's not how flying things right. work. And that's not how nail guns work. Mm-hmm. And that's not how... <laughs> so, okay. So, I guess a, a, an amount of time has passed. Yes. Um, since Several weeks, episode. apparently. Yeah, maybe a couple of weeks. Um, and Morgan is out killing walkers mm-hmm. and gathering up their supplies. Right. Like, he's doing a, a really weird... Scavenger hunt. He, you see him basically. He stretched out all the things that he has on a on a blanket, and you can see you know sort of inventorying all of his worldly possessions at this time. Mm-hmm. And he's in a he's in a covered wagon, and it's all very like very cozy you know, little space. Yeah. And actually, and so he goes and he he finds this. He finds one of the walkers has a radio, mm-hmm. and so he uses that radio to call Al. And they meet up, and he tells her. That he is planning on going back to Virginia mm-hmm. uh, because he thinks uh, he needs to tell Rick that he was right, that he did need people, and he's decided he's decided he's going to go back to his original group. Right, it was time. And uh, so, so she's like, "Sure, let's do it." And he's like, "All right, let's leave tomorrow because you know why not tomorrow." Well, that's a recurring theme throughout the whole of this episode is everyone's like, we have to do this now. Right. It's like, no, you don't. No, you, you actually, no, you, you could plan. You could, you, no, never mind. Okay. Well, except for the one, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so, so he goes to uh, John Deary mm-hmm. and, and June. John Dory. Deary. Dory, yes. John Dory and June slash Gloria slash Naomi slash Dharma. <laughs> Uh, and and Charlie are all living in a in a bus on a bridge. Yeah, not entirely sure the why. Well, there, I but... mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna break people up, if you're gonna break this group up, that's probably the best way to do it because everyone else kind of would like to see Charlie dead. Yeah, this is true. So, um, so he goes to them. and He's like, I gonna go back to Virginia you guys can come and John Dory's like I don't think I can do that I was just shot several weeks ago and I need some more time to recover and once we're done with this we're gonna head back to my cabin and we're gonna make it a you know home for the three of us he's like I've got what I need here yeah and 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 June slash Dharma slash Gloria slash slash Naomi is listening to this conversation and she's like ah yeah Everything we need is right here. And Charlie's listening to this conversation, but she's just like, <laughs> because apparently, since the last thing, wherever they when they ended up, mm-hmm. um, uh, she has not spoken. She's right. She's off in her own little world. Mm-hmm. She's reading books like The Yearling, and uh, which is always just yeah. Right. Let's go ahead and go with that one. Um, so no, anyway, I cannot recommend the yearling. So Morgan, or so so then Morgan goes to uh, 
Strand and and uh, Luciana and uh, Alicia to see if they want to go. Well, Strand's drunk off his ass. Well, they found a mansion. They found a mansion which is suspiciously untouched. In this world where everything is just picked over and ravaged and it's been stripped for miles and they are not that far, I guess, I, we don't even know where they are at this yeah. point. Because, you know, the vultures would have picked this place completely bare. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's got solar panels, which aren't broken. And it's got a wine cellar and all these books. and all, I mean, it's a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where is this? Right. But, yeah. yeah. I guess I'm not that not tired. <laughs> um, but they found it. And yeah, they, they live did. in there. They, li- they live in there. Do not and, stare directly at the plot. Yeah, Strand is drunk. Strand is drunk. He's very drunk. And Luciana is like playing the moody teenager, and she's like lying in a room on a bunch of pillows, listening to music. Meanwhile, Alicia's living out in the in the uh, tool shed, uh, and like going and fighting walkers every day. Right, because she has found. Well, first of all, there is a wa- there are walkers like still around this house. Yeah, every once in a while, one will amble up to the house. They've got a hole in the fence. All right, and uh, Morgan's first interaction with this whole household is almost getting shot because Strand hmm, is drunk He's and drunk. Not a great shot, and uh, he basically you know misses the zombie. So yeah, it's really funny because there's the of the bullet, and Morgan looks up and Strand's like sorry, and then Morgan just like stabs it, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so so Alicia has been finding these notes now. First, when 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 Morgan first sees them, he thinks that she's writing them, right? Because it says help me, you know, I'm upstairs or right. help me on something. And so he, when he finds her, she's down at the fence stabbing walkers. And he's like, um, so I'm going to go back. You should come with me. And she's like, no, I'm good here. And he goes, no, really? And she goes, no, I, there's, look, I find these notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, he goes, no, I need to talk to you about the notes. And she's like, I didn't write the notes. I find the notes. Yeah. That's why I'm doing this is that I'm trying to find more notes, trying to get more information. And he's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And the notes are all tattered and worn out and all this stuff because they've been on walkers. She keeps finding them in walkers. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually she she realizes to look at the nail that's holding the note on. Mm-hmm. And it's from a lumber yard that's not too far away. But when she, she says when they first saw it, it was completely overrun. Right. So, uh, so she convinces Morgan to come with her. To that lumberyard. Because she thinks there's somebody trapped upstairs in the lumberyard. Right. Now, I, I'm a little curious about the personalized nails. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know. Well, and then, of course, up until the point we actually get to the lumberyard and find out how, we're wondering, how is this person actually attaching it to the walker? Right. And it's like, you're like, you know. Lures them in and then stabs them with a nail and yeah. then runs away. And it's like, well, because okay. nail guns don't work that way. So they go, they go out there, yeah, and they f- find the walkers. And Alicia's like the whole time, she's like, "I gotta go, gotta hurry, we gotta hurry, we gotta hurry." 
Because we've got to save this guy. we got to save and this Morgan's person. like, you know, we could plan this and maybe do some and, you know, figure out the lay of the land and see where things are. She's like, yeah. nope, got to go. go. So they get in and there's like eight, ten walkers in this, like holding this door closed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they do battle. With the oh, walkers. no, she's going to dive right in. And Morgan's like, hey, hang on. I got this. Right. And they lure the walkers out. Oh, before, like when they first walk in, they, there's this uh, this crane that has like a ton of big, huge logs attached to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they walk underneath it and, and Jim goes, that's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> so then he lures the walkers out and uh, Alicia cuts the, the, or the tubes or whatever. And the the logs all fall on the walkers, and we're like, "Yeah, that was good." We like that's fun. I like that. Because I mean, literally, it's log, it's walkers, logs, splat. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. So like, okay, so they go back inside, and they find that the guy who's been sending the notes is dead. Yes, and he of course is turned. Right, and Alicia's like, "No, no, you were supposed to be. We were supposed to save you." And the walker's just like, I'm going to eat your head. And Alicia's like, no. And Morgan's like, uh, Alicia? He's like, okay. And then he stabs the walker yeah. because Alicia's not killing him. And he's kind of looking at her like, so what's all this about? Yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of like, she basically talks about how the fact that she was what she became mm-hmm. in trying to hunt down the people that she blamed for her mother's Supposed death. Right. Because we don't actually believe she's dead. No, no. I do not in any way. Like, if this show goes, if, 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 if this show goes and ends and that was Madison dying, I, I don't know. I'll do something. I'll do, I'll do something, something. You are right. You are right. A strongly worded letter. Strongly (laughs) worded. But I do not in any way believe that Madison died. No, but basically Alicia has recognized that she's become... In this period, she kind of became what her what, what Madison was before she had her epiphany and right. the stadium and that sort of thing. And she's not happy about this. And she's got good reason to not be happy about that. Right. Because she was awful the first half of this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was a terrible, terrible person. And, and Madison was kind of a sociopath for yeah. a good chunk of this show's run. Uh, so much so that when she did find her way, I kept saying for the first several episodes... What happened here? Because I do not, I do not buy this. Like Madison is the yeah. good guy, but anyway, Morgan's like, well, you know, you have to come back with me. This will be good for you. There's people there, and and you need people, and you got to be there for people. And I didn't realize that I needed people too. And I kept telling myself I didn't, and I got to go back so I could tell tell Rick. Yes, and he's like, I have to go back so I let him know that. I'm, and I looked over and I said, you better hurry. Yeah. <laughs> right, and. For those of you who missed the news, Andrew Lincoln is leaving The Walking Dead. Right. However, he says he's not done with the character of Rick, so let that be a vagueness for you. So either Rick goes off on his own spirit quest or whatever the hell, then comes back for the final episodes of the show, because, you know, or Rick gets killed and he's going to show up in dream sequences or whatever. But I, he'd like to go back to London and spend the rest of the year with his family, because six months of the year he's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his family often comes with him, but he would like to go back to his home, right, and live there, as opposed to visit for six months of the year. So, which makes well, perfect well, sense. Well, to we'll me. see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, um, Alicia's like, yeah, no, 
No, no, no she runs off into the storm. Storms brewing all uh, all episodes. This we act, yeah, the beginning of the episode actually opens with the storm, and we see walkers being blown into the sky. <laughs> so Dustin's from Texas, right? See, and I'm from the Midwest, where you know it rains mm-hmm. a lot. Um, it's sort of dampish here in in the Kansas City area often. Uh, mm-hmm. It's often windy. We live in this thing called Tornado Alley. Right. Where, for those of you who don't live here, that's where we keep the tornadoes. This is, you know, we see, you know, we often see them. Things actually get blown away. Storms, yes. Storms happen. Uh, some of them are quite intense. And I believe that there's the Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead is now set where I'm from, which is Central Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I noticed a couple of places that's like look really very very similar to where I am from. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're shooting it in Texas. Yeah, they're shooting it in Austin or in the Austin area, and uh, there are tornadoes there. Sure, uh, they come down I thirty five to visit because I thirty five is the devil, right? So, um, but this is not but, how wind works. Yeah, you notice you you see a tornado is coming. You f- like this the sky changes colors. And, you know, it gets really rainy, and, and you know, you can tell a tornado is coming. Well, yeah, and, and there's just, there's so many things that, okay, admittedly, we watch this show with a different set of eyes than the average viewer. Uh-huh. We intend to talk about it afterwards, and often we will intend to talk about it in a critical fashion. The Walking Dead has primed us to talk about it in a critical, critical fashion, even when we like the show... They've been known to trip it up and go, ah, but you were enjoying it. <laughs> Here's an episode to remind you why this show is terrible. But when your opening bit is you're watching things f- fly across the ground horizontally. Mm-hmm. And then walkers are whipped into the air at an angle going vertically. Yeah. That's not how things work. And it's kind of <laughs> obvious. So, And the rest of the episode, anytime we see stuff with wind... That's kind of what's happening. It's like, those trees aren't moving. Why are the zombies going through the air? But it's just, I mean, it's one of those things where it kind of gets a little silly after a while. And you got to get, you know, it's it's a hard effect to do. I mean, it is it is tough to actually do this kind of big wind effect stuff mm-hmm. uh, on a budget, on a reasonable budget. And so I give them credit for, for you know, some kind of, watching the zombies fly through the air is kind of fun. Right. Because we've talked about for years that zombies fall from the sky on this show, yeah. on the Walking Dead shows all the time. Now we know where they came from. The tornado. <laughs> exactly. Just right off screen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of where Morgan and Alicia end. Right. Meanwhile, Al shows up and needs to, is preparing to go to Virginia with, with, uh, with Morgan. And she stops at... Um, at the bus where John Dory and Charlie and all those women live. and All those women? Yeah, all those women. <laughs> and they decide to... Uh, are the, she sees, like, all these walkers keep rolling down the river. Right. And she's like, where are these coming from? And, and Gloria, Dharma, June, and Naomi say, oh, we were going to go check that out. We're going to go figure it out. And, and I was like, I'll go with you. I've got time for, for tomorrow. Let's do it. So the two of them head off. Because Dor- John Dory's seen this before. Yeah. And, you know, and, and basically we had the... As we were introduced to the character and him exploring the, the backstory with June, it was basically one of the conflicts was there was a fence on a bridge 
which mm-hmm. walkers kept falling through. And so their concern, of course, is there's something else downstream, you know, that's actually going to be a problem for them. If there's this many walkers are coming down, that needs to be investigated. Right. Um, so they go. And so John Dory tries to, he makes a scrabble board, and he tries to, uh, to reach out to Charlie. Oh, no. Ow! Sorry. He hit me. I forgot the part where Charlie was sitting down by the river reading. Oh, God, yeah. Why? Why she was down by the river reading all by herself. <sighs> and uh, and this walker rolled. That's why they were like, hey, we need to go check out where these walkers are coming right. from. Because, you know, the dead are dangerous. <laughs> uh, she's sitting down the river, and this walker, like, comes out of the river and, like, tries to attack her. And she didn't even call for help. And she, she, she basically just backs away slowly. Yeah. This, is, this is a kid who has, you know, basically grown up around these things. There's no reason for her to behave this way. Right. Uh, and it's basically the the implication is is that she's lost everyone she cared about. Mm-hmm. She's killed someone who cared about her, and she knew that that Nick cared about her. Mm-hmm. And you know she's she's traumatized, right? And yes, she's kind of a terrible person, and we kind of hated her when for most of the season. Mm-hmm. But she's a kid, yeah, and she's traumatized. And why they're not looking at her and going, oh. You're a kid and you're traumatized. Perhaps we should do something. No, it's everyone's like, snap out of it, Charlie. Or, Charlie, you're a terrible monster, you evil child. You've killed our friend, brother, lover. You know? Friend, brother, lover. <laughs> well, that's how it breaks uh, down. So, anyway, um, Al, Al and, and Gloria, Dharma, June, Naomi <laughs> go to figure out where, this, where these walkers are coming from. And so John Dory tries to, like, reach out to her. He makes a Scrabble board, and he's like, look, I've done horrible things, too. And there was a period of time where I didn't talk. And I was really afraid of the, what would happen if I let people in. But, you know, I found a woman who I could let in and talk to, and, and that's helped. And now I'm on my way to forgiving myself. And she takes that to mean... Well, it's time for me to go find me a woman to talk to. I guess. And like, gathers all her things and leaves. Because he heard it, he heard something. Yeah. And he had to go investigate. Yeah. Meanwhile. Right. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> um, at the at the mansion, Luciana is listening to music in her own little world. And a walker comes into the room behind her. And in the grand in the grand cinematic do not stare directly at how this really works. Tradition of somebody playing music while someone sneaks up behind them completely quietly with no sound other than the music. Because mm-hmm. um, she's not wearing headphones. No, and 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 this, it's just it's a it's a cool visual and it's a neat thing, but it doesn't make any sense. So and then it gets worse because <laughs> Strand goes, "Oh crap, it's a zombie!" And he takes his bottle of wine and he beats it to death. And if this was in the a... background, while Luciana's in the foreground listening to music, just sitting there like, burda, 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 burda. and it's kind of funny, right? I except mean... for the fact that it's completely like the background stuff is happening completely silently, right? If she was wearing headphones, if she and this is this is a this is a trope. This mm-hmm. is a, this is a recognized trope in in 
genre storytelling where you've got a character in the foreground wearing headphones and things are happening behind them that are usually played for laughs. Right. Sometimes, sometimes it's, a, it's, a, it's a horror sequence, but mostly it's played for laughs. And they have no idea what's going on around them. And they take out the headphones and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just, you see this all the time. And that's essentially what this is, except that she's not wearing headphones. Right. And it's a little And she's tiny... got her hair down, so I, was, I kind of was waiting for the moment where she would like take the headphones off right. from underneath her hair. But no, no. We were both waiting for that, and neither one of us saw that. Because when Strand's finished killing a zombie, he stands up and he's like, Lucy! He goes up and he kicks the turntable. <laughs> and him, so it stops. And she's like, what's going on? And he's like, uh, dead people! <laughs> He holds up the bottle of wine and he says, this vintage. (laughs) And so... They go out to fix the hole in the fence, finally. And their fix for the hole in the fence is to take some some fence and put it over the hole. And then Strand takes, like, one piece of wire and, like, wraps it around the fence so it's, like, barely hanging on. And he's like, that'll do it. I looked at you and I went, this is not how you fix a fence. And you said, we are terrible at things. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, literally, a stiff breeze, which we're going to have, apparently, is going to tear that whole thing away. This is, I've, I've made fences before. Um, I, you know, the, you have to, to, to support them in various ways. There's to be tension and... And attach them to the ground right. in some manner. It's just like, oh, God, okay, whatever. I mean, I realize he's drunk. But, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, she's not. <laughs> yeah, but she's... I don't even remember what she says. It's just like... Something along the lines of, like, um, are you sure that this is how we want to live the rest of our lives? Like, getting drunk and listening to music? And he's like, this is what we got. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. And you looked over at me and said, remember when she was a badass? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luciana, when we first met her, mm-hmm. she she found Nick out in the middle of the uh, of the desert. And she was, like, covered in zombie gore, leading a raiding party to, like, do stuff. But now that her man is dead. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this is, this is not how you write female characters. I mean, okay. All right. So loss is a thing. And and struggling with loss is a thing. Um, like I said, we have we've we've lost our friend Dave a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, and we're, we're all of us in the community here, are, all of his friends are still dealing with that. We're going to be dealing with that for a while. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she's like broken. Nick being dead just does this to her. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, it just mm-hmm. seems out of character, right? Very uh, out of character, considering and especially well, considering we haven't had. We've given no other indications that this is how she's going to react to stuff. This is the, mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you... Because we've got... We've had her in a traumatic situation before. Mm-hmm. Remember, she and Nick, after the cult leader uh, incident... Uh, Which one? Well, the one where he <laughs> met Luciana. Oh, right, that one. Um, she... Because he collects them, like, Remember, they, they were leading their, their people into, into America. Right, oh, yeah. And they got attacked by... By the ranch people, you know those ranch people at the time, they got attacked the ranch people, and all of her people were either killed or scattered or went back mm-hmm. to Mexico, and she was stuck with Nick at the ranch, or, you know, and, and like, wanting to fight, wanting yeah. to, you know, we have to, have to go back, I have to go back to Mexico and see how my people are, and see who survived, and, right. you know, this is very out of character for her and not the best way to write 
a female character just in general. Just yeah. it's really bad. So <laughs> so Morgan shows up. Uh, oh no! Ow! He hit me again. <laughs> Dory shows up, and he's like, "Uh, so Charlie's gone." <laughs> he like knocks up. He comes to the door and strands like dragging the, the walker along behind him. He's like, "Do a little high light house cleaning." <laughs> so so strands like, "Why would I want to help you find this girl? She's terrible, and we I would kind of want her dead." And and John Dory's like, well, I mean, I you probably kind of owe me some things since I were shot for you. So if you can help me find her, that would be great. And Strand's like, uh, fine. All right. Now let's again point out the fact that Charlie is a child, right? Um, Strand, uh, Luciana, and um, oh, I don't know what's her name, Alicia. Uh, Alicia, yeah. Mm-hmm. These are adults now. Alicia is admittedly like. What, ten or fifteen minutes older right. than Charlie? Really? I mean, quite a, quite a, Alicia's like twenty at this point. Mm-hmm. But still, these are adults mm-hmm. in the world that they live in, and they're all looking at this child. It's like we hate you. You're a monster. And she's like, I'm twelve. <laughs> I made some bad decisions by twelve. Um, <laughs> I don't even have a fully formed brain yet, people. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's anyway. They're all a bunch of whiny bitches at this point. Yeah. And so then they go looking for her, and they go to this library, and they don't find her at the library, so they decide to go on to the next town. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not how you search for people. <laughs> and how far do they think this kid got? Like, she was on foot. Yeah. And yeah. Four, okay. Unless she's running, and she's not, uh, four miles an hour. Okay, guys? Right. Three to four miles an hour is the average speed for a human being, and her legs are a little shorter. But let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say she's moving along three to four miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's in a direction if you just right. go straight. Okay? So the radius of her being out there in the world is not that big. But they're going to drive to a whole other town. Yeah. And again, this is not how you search. Then it starts to rain. Right. And a funny thing happens when it starts to rain. It's almost as if somebody is standing outside of the car... With a water hose. Almost and they've like, got their finger over it, and they're mm-hmm. just spraying the front of the car with the water hose. So the car is clearly on a bed, right? Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are aware that when driving scenes happen, you have the, the car that the actors are in is sitting on a trailer. Mm-hmm. And it's being pulled along by the car who's driving so that they don't have to worry about, you know, doing mm-hmm. lines and looking at each other and driving into the road and everybody dying. So, and you get the cameras around the car... And so they've got, obviously, some sort of rain machine is raining on the car. Right. There's a problem, though. And that is, we can see through the windows as well. <laughs> and you can see they're just passing through a normal neighborhood. <laughs> and oh, there's, no, there's no signs of the zombie apocalypse in this neighborhood. It's like all these cars in the park, in the driving way. And, and you look in the sky and you suddenly realize there's a storm, but not in the sky outside the windows. <laughs> Or in the, you know, and just, it's really bad. They did a bad job. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's literally, you can see the sunlight on the buildings and reflecting off the windows of the cars that they're driving by, despite the fact that there's this storm raining down on top of them. And it's just, it's like, wow. Wow. How did this even get to the, how did it get out of the editing bay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, anyway, it's, 
it's kind of nuts. So anyway, that's kind of where that ends. Oh, but they're they're on the phone with oh yeah so so oh yeah the moon in June calls uh, John and says. Um, so, uh, there's a storm coming in and he's kind of like, you know, we might have noticed that here. <laughs> get to safety! And so she says, you know, you know, we gotta get back and then they lose the connection and, I mean, these are magic walkie-talkies. Mm-hmm. So, she's like, John, John, and, and they're like, okay, we have to stop. She's like, why? And she goes, okay, let me explain how this works. <laughs> On top of the tank is a machine gun array. Right. Okay, to have that be there, <laughs> I made some. I made some. You know, made some being able to drive in a hundred mile an hour wind is one of those. Uh, one of those. That vehicle things. is severely top heavy. If those winds are as really as as powerful as it's supposed to be, that thing's going to tip over on its side. Mm-hmm. So, um, meanwhile, Luciana is just like lying around listening to music because that's what she does. And she hears somebody in in the place, right? In the mansion. Yeah, she hears a noise. And she goes, and it's Charlie. And she's like, ah, Charlie, you evil pudding. And Charlie's like, I'm a child! And runs out into the storm. Well, yes, all runs out into the storm. And so Luciana like is heading back to her room, and she discovers that Charlie had come to leave her the book, The Little Prince. And, uh, it's... And, and Luciano sits there and goes, wait a minute, she's only a child! Right. <laughs> running to find her. And, and so, yeah, this is really... They're all out in the world in the storm, and zombies are flying through the air, and, and things are happening, and... Uh, and the, okay, the character moments, the character moments were all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I honestly didn't mind. Like, if you can ignore the um, the stupid special effects that they did, I kind of liked the story of this episode as well. I well, I did too. I think unfortunately it it felt a little abrupt with Morgan deciding at the very beginning of the episode that he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And I realize there's a time jump here, but we went from the bonding moment. You know that 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 connection moment at the end of the previous episode, before the break, and then here it's like, and we're back, and Morgan's leaving. It's like, right. wait a minute. I kind of wonder, um, like how much, uh, how much they knew about what was going on at Walking Dead when this started to film. You know. Well, I mean, no, probably quite a bit because, you know, really, uh, at, what is it, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, um, you know, they were talking about how the fact that, that Rick's wrapped. Mm. I mean, the season's, you know, he, he's done. I mean, right. He finished filming. So these guys have been filming, you know, approximately the same time, I would imagine. And so there's probably quite a bit of information. They probably knew quite a bit about it. So I wonder, like, because I've heard, and you know, io9 and Nerdist News and they have been kind of predicting that these two shows are going to converge in a more realistic way where it's not just like oh this is happening over here and this is happening over here uh soon and it seems like maybe they might be leading towards that well they certainly could be i think it's i mean the unfortunate thing is 
is that I kind of liked the idea of them having two Walking Dead stories being told in different places. Mm -hmm. You know, having a new cast that could take over when the old cast either becomes too expensive for AMC to continue to pay Mm -hmm. or decides to go off on their own careers. Um, There are people on the show who are leaving or cutting down so they can have other parts of their career. Which is the show's run. This is season season nine, Mm -hmm. season eight, season nine. So I mean, it's you know, it's a good run for a television show, right? Uh, and so you know, the, the fear of the Walking Dead would be essentially picking up and carrying on the banner of the Walking Dead universe. So I, and I guess I guess that's you know, you can merge the shows and still have that happen, and have some of the characters who people want to stay stay, and other folks can go off and, and go on to different parts of their careers. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's everything about the 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 character moments were all interesting. The acting, of course, is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were so many things involving getting characters from point A to point B um, that were just a little bit, you know, I everything that Alicia was like, now, now, now. It's like, okay, we get that. I understand there's a sense of urgency there. Like, I understand, the, you know, that she wanted to, when she figured it out, and the, the really sad part is, is that when they found the guy, and obviously he must have starved to death or something, mm. Um, he had been preparing other notes, and on one of the more pristine notes, every note they showed was like ripped and torn yeah. and whatever, it showed that what he had been writing on was invoices from this lumberyard, mm-hmm. and it showed where he had circled the name of the lumberyard, the lumberyard on the bottom. Right. And every note we had seen up to that point had had the bottom ripped off. And if she had just gotten one complete note yeah. sooner, she would have been able to figure it out sooner and would have been able to probably save him except that morgan pointed out that you know he'd been dead for at least several days mm-hmm. and so the odds are good that she wouldn't have been able to save well, him. well you know and but i'm no I'm, it, it's this show as much more so than the walking dead itself i mean it, it certainly has its share of it and rick's a good example but this show has a tradition of having characters who leap before they look right and they don't think about what they're going to do next. They throw themselves into situations without thinking or planning. And this is not a good way to run, you know, an apocalypse. Mm-mm. And so, I mean, yes, she wanted to save him. She wanted to have that, you know, she needed to save somebody. But she was also putting herself and Morgan in risk, you know, of, of getting, you know, mauled by zombies by mm-hmm. not... and and. Literally, him saying, you know, take a minute, let's check out this area. She's like, no, there's no time. Yes, there is. Right. And so that sort of thing kind of made me feel, I don't know, I feel like they were trying to push her to that point. And I realized we've only got so much time in an episode. And it is an ensemble cast. And we have to have many, many shots of of Luciana listening to music. I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that sort of stuff you know, bothered me, but the, the, the overall character stuff I thought was really good. John Dory's speech, uh, about trying to deal with, you know, doing things you're not, things you're ashamed of. Right, right. I like that too. speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never actually, you know, he wasn't, that's a tough speech to do sometimes because he really, you know, I know how you're feeling. You know, I, I don't know. A, a thing like that happened to me once. You know, and you're like, no, really? shut up. Really? <laughs> Although, you were with a band of marauders <laughs> who 
waited out colonies until they died and then stole their stuff. They used you as a spy to infiltrate several of them. You got really close to some people. There was a big fight. You killed the guy that you liked and then watched all of your friends die. And now you're with the people that killed them. That happened to you, Chantori? Exactly the same thing. That's not what he does. He sits there and he talks about... And he doesn't even say exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know because we've heard him tell the story that this is... You know, he shot someone and they died. And he did not mean for them to die. You know, it was was a shot that that wasn't, you know... Was supposed to be an incapacitating shot that hit a major artery and somebody bled out. And he blamed himself for the death of this young man that that he did not intend to kill. So he's he's talking about, you know, he's recognizing this is she's been traumatized by what has happened to her, and he's been in a place where he was traumatized by something that he did not mm-hmm. mean to have happen. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about the specifics, and he's doing it. I thought in a very very good way. Garrett Dillahunt is an excellent actor, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm very glad to have him on the show. And the emotions where you know where. The woman of a thousand names uh, talks about, you know, she's talking about the fact that she's, she doesn't know who John Dory's in love with because she's never really been herself with him. And it's like, um, so I'm not really good at giving advice. Yeah. (laughs) And there's this great, you know, bonding moment between the two women in, in understanding each other. And... You know, explaining that, look, you've been with him for the last several weeks at least. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. Yeah. That's who he th- thinks you are, because that is who you are. You just have to sit there and realize that this is, you know, mm-hmm. just be who that person is. And and these moments, I mean, even even Strand being the drunkard and, you know... Well, even John Dory have a really funny, like, they're in the car and John's driving and, and Strand's drinking and... And John Dory says, well, you know, I used to be a cop. <laughs> and Strand looks at him and laughs and says, well, I used to be a millionaire. We all used to be something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I mean, those moments, those moments really make the show work. Mm-hmm. So, Although I do, <clears throat> I do want to see, now that we're kind of stabilizing again... Mm-hmm. Sort of. Well, it might be a little bit, little bit. I want to see some of those character traits that we knew of these people emerge. I want Alicia to be courageous, courageous and strong, yeah. and 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 a tactical leader like she was. Mm-hmm. And I want I want Lucia to become a badass again. And I want Strand to re- pick up his his and not necessarily all of his manipulativeness, but. But to, you know, be able to see the angles and work the angles again. And, well, I guess you know, when you think about it, that makes this group of people actually has a really formidable skill set. Right. And if they really wanted to apply themselves, you could almost have an Ocean's Eleven of zombie mm-hmm. thing here. Because, I mean, you literally do have somebody who can see the angles, who can plot who is somebody who is really good at assessing a situation and adapting to it. Mm -hmm. Because that's what con men do. Right. And, you know, uh, you've got someone who is a tactical, uh, you know, in terms of, in terms of fighting, you know, Luciana is a, got tactical experience. She's Mm -hmm. a fighter. And, and they've got somebody who is becoming, certainly was becoming a leader 
Um, I mean, Alicia, for all the fact that we were sitting there going, Get you, tie your hair back when you're cleaning <laughs> the vomit off the floor in the very first episode, you know, she's become somebody who, because she cares about people, because she's willing to fight for people, because she wants to sit there and do better, you know, has become the kind of person who you would follow mm-hmm. uh, when she's given the moments to be written right, as opposed to, you know, wallowing. Right. And we don't need any more wallowing. That's what we have Rick for. I mean... <laughs> If only for a little bit longer. Yeah. Anyway. So, well, I honestly, like, I don't, there was, there was not enough wrong with this episode for me to say I disliked it. No, I just, the the, the things that were wrong, the tech, the mostly technical things that mm. were wrong, um, stand out. Because, again, this has been a much stronger season than this show has had before. And, and overall, I've, we've enjoyed this season a lot. So, it's a, it's a good return to that. I'm not just like... Well, you guys screwed it all up again. No, it's it's a solid episode. So hopefully we'll get more of it next week. Um, So as always, thank you guys for listening. And we'll be back with more of this next week. Right. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, where we did not tweet tonight. No, uh, we didn't. I didn't even think about it. Well, it's actually good you didn't, because the episode is airing an hour later on the Mm. West Coast. So we would actually be... Spoilery. Spoilery. Well, yes. And uh, so... Well, you know, who knows? I don't care. I don't care about supporting <laughs> So you can find us on Twitter and follow us there. That'd be fantastic. Uh, if you listen to us on podcast.com or iTunes or any other places that you can find us, uh, please leave us a comment. Uh, yeah. Leave us a rating. Uh, that stuff does help people, other people find the show. If you could share the show, if you, if you enjoy listening to us. If you bounce. like us, share us. If you don't like us, Share us anyway. Share us with somebody you don't like. Inflict us on your enemies. Yes, that's how we like to do it. Exactly. So, uh, but again, we always appreciate you guys listening to us. That's uh, we uh, love having the listeners, and we love having your feedback when we get it. So, more of that, please. Uh, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, guys, as always, for listening. We'll see you next week with more Zombocalypse Zom- now. And the other thing, I wanted to try. You would stereo out. Yeah. Why, well, I mean, you know, maybe. <laughs> Apocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.